Chapter Four of Around the World with the Children by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Betty B. Chapter Four in the Hot Lands. The part of the hot belt which we are visiting is near the equator in one of the wildest parts of the continent of Africa. You can find the place on the globe. What a change from the cold lands near the North Pole! there is no snow or ice to be seen the ground is covered with green there are wild flowers everywhere we see tall palm trees and tree ferns with their lace-like green leaves there are banana plants and trees loaded with oranges and the other fruits of the hot lands in the open country the grass is sometimes three times as high as our heads in the forests the trees are tall and they are so bound together with vines that they shut out the sun we see monkeys of many kinds some are as big as a man others are so small that we could put them in our pockets they jump from branch to branch and chatter at us as we go by there are herds of elephants in the woods and in some places there are giraffes antelopes and other wild game in the swamps and streams there are crocodiles and hippopotamuses and now and then we may find huge rhinoceroses with horns on their noses there are gray parrots that whistle and birds of bright colors that sing as sweetly as our birds at home there are also eagles vultures and hawks and crows with white breasts now and then an ostrich runs along over the highlands and herds of striped zebras may be seen on the plains as we travel through these warm countries we shall find that the ground and the air are full of life there are insects in the woods there are flies that glisten like gold and bugs that shine at night as if they had lamps in their heads there are butterflies with bright colored wings and snakes large and small ants of many kinds are to be found everywhere there are black ants half an inch long yellow ants as small as a pinhead and big white ants that build houses of clay the ant houses are shaped like mounds and some are so large that they would fill a schoolroom there are ants that bite leaving a poison like the sting of a bee and others that go about in armies eating all living things in their way the five great races in this country that we are now visiting there are many towns of thatched huts in which live dark-skinned men women and children we meet some of the children and two of them act as our guides and show us about their names are limwiche and isa Limwiche is a boy nine or ten years old, and Isa, his sister, is a year or so younger. The children wear hardly any clothing. Limwiche has only a strip of bark cloth around him, and Isa has on a dress of bark cloth which falls from under her arms to her knees. Limwiche has a brass band around one ankle. Isa has bracelets of wire and a necklace of beads, and about her ankles are rings of ivory cut from the tusk of an elephant see how dark colored they are limwiche's skin is almost as black as your shoes and isis is very dark brown limwiche's head is covered with tight black curls isis's curly hair is twisted and put up in many little rolls which hang down on her forehead and over her cheeks these people are called negroes they have dark skin and black hair which curls almost like wool they belong to the black race all of the people of the world are divided into five different races named according to the color of their skin our skin is white we belong to the white race ikwa and tuki have yellow skin 
the eskimos belong to the yellow race there are also people with brown skin who belong to the brown race some of them live in the philippine islands we shall see the brown children there by and by we shall also visit some of the indian children their skin is a reddish brown they belong to the red race the home of limwiche and isa we tell limwiche and isa that we are traveling over the world to see how people live limwiche asks us to visit his home the house is a round hut with a roof like a haystack it is so small that it would not half fill a schoolroom and so low that its roof would not reach to the ceiling its walls are of poles stuck into the ground with thin strips of cane woven in and out through them the framework is plastered on the outside with mud and the floor is made of clay pounded hard the roof is of grass or leaves tied to poles and so put together that it forms a tall round pointed cap resting on the walls the roof comes out over the walls shading the hut and it is so thick that it keeps out the rain it is dark inside the hut the only light comes through little holes in the wall under the roof these holes are the windows both the holes and the ceiling are black from the smoke of the fire that burns in a hole in the center of the floor the fire hole takes the place of a stove and upon it the cooking is done the fuel is wood from the forest nearby the food is roasted on the coals or boiled in a clay pot which rests on three big stones over the fire sometimes the food is cooked out of doors we look about for the furniture there is none to speak of that pile of mats over there is the bedding all the family sleep on the floor each child has his own mat and lies on it without any covering the children sit on the floor those two little wooden stools about a foot high and as big around as a tea plate are for the father and mother there is no other furniture except some clay pots bowls and pans and a basket or two that basket at the side of the fire is for milk it seems strange to keep milk in a basket but it is so tightly woven that the milk cannot leak through food in the hot lands as we wait the father and mother and the other children come in the mother takes the pot off the fire and prepares to serve dinner she asks us to stay and have a meal with them the food is only a pot of cornmeal mush and some soup but to that we are made welcome before eating limwiche and isa go out into the garden and bring in some big leaves they lay some on the floor as a tablecloth and give us each one for a plate we seat ourselves on the floor around the green tablecloth at the same time the mother puts a great bowl of soup on the leaves the father takes his knife and divides the mush into as many parts as there are persons to eat he puts some on each leaf we wait a moment expecting spoons knives and forks there are none and we watch our friends to see how they eat limwiche's father shows us he takes up a little of the mush and squeezes it tight into a ball just big enough for one bite he then dips the ball very daintily into the soup and puts it into his mouth he does not drop a bit of the grease limwiche and isa do likewise and at last we try to eat in the same way the food tastes good by the time the mush is all eaten the soup bowl is empty we ask the children what else they have to eat limwiche smiles he says they have so many kinds of food it would take a long time to tell about them all they have bananas and oranges and other fine fruits they raise peanuts sweet potatoes and corn they have also cassava 
a root much like the sweet potato which they cook and grind into flour they have beans and they roast green corn on the coals and eat it from the cob just as we do fish and meat are almost the only food of the cold lands in the hot lands the people sometimes have meat and fish but for the most part they eat grain vegetables fruit and nuts Limuiche shows how he catches fish in the river he also traps locusts and ants and some kinds of caterpillars and roasts them over the coals isis says the roasted locusts taste like roasted nuts in this country as we have seen there are many kinds of game that run wild in the forests Limuiche smacks his lips as he tells us we should taste an elephant's foot steamed or baked in a fire hole isis says she likes the flesh of a young monkey better and that rats and beetles which are sometimes cooked in the ground when the great fires burn the grass in the fall are delicious as we are talking Limuiche takes a white lump out of his waist cloth and offers to let us suck it one of the boys does so and makes a wry face it is salt we hand the lump back to Limuiche, and he and isa take turns at it the children of the hot lands are fond of salt they like it as well as we like candy or as well as ikwa and tuki like fat we remember that ikwa and tuki would not eat salt in this part of the hot lands everyone needs salt so much that it brings a high price in the market we now leave the house and go out for a walk there is a garden or yard about the hut with a high fence made of cane woven together much like the walls of the house in the garden we see many large plants with wide green leaves that reach as high as the roof we know what they are by the bunches of green bananas hanging upon them nearby are orange trees loaded with fruit the oranges are so near the ground that we can easily reach them isa tells us to take all we can eat but see Limuiche is pointing to a tall palm which leans over the fence he asks us if we would not like a drink of coconut milk he starts to climb up the tree he first takes a long piece of grapevine and ties it so that it forms a loop around the tree he steps inside the loop lifting it up until it rests against the small of his back he presses his bare feet on the trunk of the palm and leans backward against the hoop he then steps upward hitching the hoop higher and higher at length he reaches the top of the tree where the nuts grow they are half hidden in the long leaves which spread out like so many fans Limuiche gathers the nuts and throws them down each nut is as big as one's head it is as green as grass isa picks up the nuts one at a time with a knife she chops off the husk at the top and makes a hole in the shell about as big around as a cent the shell is full of a white juice like water this is the coconut milk isa lifts one of the nuts to her mouth and drinks the milk of the green coconut is cool and sweet and it tastes good under the thirsty sun of the hot lands as we are walking around the garden we see a large basket shaped like a barrel high up on poles Limuiche tells us it is the family corn crib and that it is full of peanuts dried beans and corn he says that his father has a cornfield nearby and that his mother and sisters hoe the corn and gather it when it is ripe the women and girls also grind the corn into meal we ask where the mill is and Limuiche points to a big round block of wood near the crib it has a hole in the top forming a deep bowl or cup Limuiche calls his older sister to come out and show us how they grind the corn the girl shells several ears and puts the grain into the hole 
she then pounds the corn with the end of a long wooden club until it is crushed into meal after a while she pours out the meal upon a flat basket work tray isa shakes the tray and the coarse part of the meal comes to the top this is taken off and what is left is put back into the hole in the block of wood it is pounded and cleaned again and again it is ground still finer by rubbing it between stones till finally it is fit to be made into porridge or dumplings or cakes we visit a market we have left limwiches home and are taking a stroll through the village most of the streets are only paths from one little hut to another there are palms and other great trees everywhere the trees shade the houses and keep off the sun we meet many children and our guides tell them who we are they all have dark skin and most of them have the same kind of clothing as limwiche and isa the small children wear hardly anything but strings of beads and many babies have on nothing at all some of the men have bark cloth or a strip of white cotton wrapped around their waists others have on aprons made of cowskin many of the women wear short skirts of grass hung to a string around the waist some have little petticoats of goatskin with the hair on nearly every woman carries a baby it is tied to her bare back in a sling made of skin or cloth its little black head and legs bob up and down as she walks the babies are given a fresh coat of oil every day their heads are kept shaved and they shine with the oil some of the babies have wire collars and some have bright beads around their necks we look about in vain for the schoolhouse there is none in the village limwiche and isa have never seen books and even their parents do not know how to read there are no stores limwiche tells us that the buying and selling is done at the market which is held near their village one day every week at that time the people from the country about come here to trade on certain days limwiche's people go to the markets which are held near other towns today is the market day for limwiche's village the market is held several miles from the town it is in a grove of large trees with wide-spreading branches the paths leading to it are crowded there are men women and children carrying heavy loads on their heads they are taking their wares to the market to trade they sing as they go and now and then we can hear the cry of a baby jolting along on his mother's back as we come nearer the market there are more and more people the noise grows louder until at last the din is so great that we can hardly hear ourselves speak all around us are half-naked dark-skinned people who are laughing and shouting as they buy and sell there are hundreds sitting flat on the ground with their wares on straw mats spread out before them some of the traders are men some are women and many are children each has his own place and a straw mat serves as the counter we stop before a boy who is selling peanuts the nuts have been hauled and are laid in piles on the mat there are twelve nuts in each pile we ask the price the boy takes two little white shells from a bowl at his side and shows them to us these shells are the small money of this place at some of the other markets in the hot lands of africa the people use strings of beads for money in some places they use brass rods and in some places they use coins of silver and copper here all the merchants have some shells on their mats and they will change shells for coins we can get twelve shells for one cent we change our silver money into shells and receive so many in return that each of us has to carry his share in a bag on his back the peanuts we buy cost one-sixth of a cent 
a little farther on we find a man selling bows and arrows and near him is one who has drums and spears other merchants have rude iron hoes made by the negro blacksmiths still others are selling bark cloth and we buy a piece to take home the bark cloth looks like a blanket this is the way it is made the bark is stripped from the tree in wide sheets and soaked for a while in cold water it is then pounded with a wooden mallet so that the bark spreads and grows longer and wider it becomes softer and softer until it is almost like cloth it can then be dried and used as a blanket or made into cloths our trade with the hot lands as we go on through the market we see that some of the merchants are selling goods that came from our country africa is far away from the united states but its people buy many things that we make or raise and we buy many things of them near the men who have the bark cloth is a merchant selling long strips of white cotton like the kind we use for bed sheets at home that cotton cloth was made in the united states and sent from america across the atlantic ocean to africa a yard of it cost several double handfuls of shells now look at those huge ivory tusks on the ground over there they came from an elephant the man who killed the great beast has brought the tusks to this market and sold them to a white trader they will be carried to the seacoast and shipped to our country by way of europe near the tusks are some beautiful feathers from wild ostriches and not far away is a pile of black lumps of india rubber the feathers and rubber will go to america india rubber is made from the juice or sap of certain vines and trees that grow only in hot lands the rubber tire of john's bicycle may have been made of sap gathered by Limwiche only last year and the rubber in the band around nelly's hair may have come from a tree that isa knows well the beads around isa's neck were made in our country and so was that anklet of brass which Limwiche prizes so highly going on through the market we see other things that have come from europe or from the united states here they are selling our kerosene oil for lighting there they have knives and further on a woman offers us pins needles and thread all of which were made in the united states the pins and needles are too precious to be sold in papers as we sell them two pins will bring a handful of shells and only two or three needles are sold at one time the thread is not sold by the spool for only a rich girl could buy a whole spool of thread it is cut into short pieces and sold at so many shells for each piece some strange animals we spend several weeks in the hot lands there is plenty to see and a great deal to learn we go out in the morning and evening when it is cool in the middle of the day we stay in the hut or keep in the shade of the trees Limwiche lends us his bow and arrows and we try shots at the monkeys and parrots he shows us his traps for birds and other small game and his nooses for catching rabbits and rats we fish in the river and go in swimming close to the bank as we travel through the forest we see now and then an elephant or hippopotamus and learn much about them and other wild beasts Limwiche says it is hard to get near a rhinoceros the rhinoceros cannot see far but he has such a keen sense of smell that he can scent an enemy a long distance away he is also warned of the approach of a man by the little white birds that sit on his back and eat the flies and other insects upon him these birds fly off with a shrill cry whenever a man comes in sight and this shows the big animal that danger is near we also learn how rhinoceroses are trapped in pits 
the men dig holes in the earth and cover them with sticks and grass a rhinoceros walking or running along falls into a hole he cannot get out and so the people are able to kill him we are warned to be careful of our steps as we go through the woods there are hidden traps here and there and we must find out where they are if we would not be hurt one kind of elephant trap is made by fastening a spear to a heavy stone the stone is then hung above the path to some watering place so that the spear hangs down over the path the string that holds the stone runs over a frame and down to the ground where it is stretched across the path and a few inches above it when an elephant comes along his big leg strikes the string it breaks and the stone falls driving the spear into the elephant's back toys and games in the hotlands the children in these hotlands have many games they play tag they fly back and forth through the air on swings of bark rope they have one game that is much like our hide-and-seek it is called owl and wolf the owl is the boy who hides he has to call out now and then who 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 the boy who catches him is the wolf the wolf pretends to eat the owl and the owl cries the wolf has caught me the wolf has caught me in this game there is one place called home if the owl can get there first he is safe and cannot be caught the children of limwiche's village do not play football or baseball although they have balls of rubber with which they play other games they roll pumpkins downhill kicking them with their bare feet to make them go this way and that they have battles in which they choose sides and throw corn cobs at each other they play horse and run races from one ant hill to another limwiche shows us his tops they are made of corn cobs and pieces of gourd shell with sticks for the stems in one game two boys fight a battle with their tops and corn cobs they play that the corn cobs are soldiers the cobs are placed on end in two long rows and the two fighting tops are set spinning between them the boy whose top knocks down the most of the other boy's soldiers wins the game isa takes her best doll out of the leather sling in which it is hung on her back and shows it to us the doll is a corn cob with some short grass pasted on top for hair it has two white beads for eyes and its dress is a little bark shirt tied on with a string at the waist isa shows us how the children make playhouses and doll furniture out of the clay of the ant hills these hills are built up bit by bit by the white ants the ants chew the clay and this makes it sticky so that it can be molded like wax or putty if dry clay from the hills is wet with water it also can be molded into any shape the girls mold the clay into doll babies and sometimes into little clay women with babies on their backs they make clay pots and spoons and also clay doll huts which they roof over with grass the boys mold clay oxen and sheep and men they will not play with the dolls but will sometimes help the girls build their doll houses the children also play market and the things they buy and sell then are made of clay some of these black children have pets limwiche shows us his pigeons he has five pairs which he keeps in the queerest of houses each house is a hollow log as big around as a saucer and about five feet long the log is stopped up at the ends and it has a hole in one side just big enough for the pigeons they go in at this hole and make their nest in the log the logs are hung to a tree by means of grapevines one log rests on top of another so that the five logs form five houses with the door holes in the middle 
Lumuche calls to the pigeons and scatters a few grains of corn. The birds fly down around us. One of them lights on Isa's shoulder and eats out of her hand. Isa has a pet lamb. It follows her wherever she goes and comes when she calls it by name. In this village there are cows, sheep, and goats. The boys do the milking, and they drive the sheep and goats into their pens every night. End of chapter 4